drive, gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. This time I'm sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Good morning, people. It is about that time, Monday morning, things are happening. NBA is just right around the corner. NBA 2K24 is legit, what, three, four days away? I know here in Arizona you could play at, at not what, 9 p.m.? Because you're on East Coast, you're on Mount Standard Time, so I guess you're on Mount Standard Time versus East Coast Time. You could play on September 7th at 9 p.m., so that's, that's interesting. So I guess technically you have a little bit of advantage, but... Today, guys, we're not going to be talking about NBA 2K24. Even though I like to, I will want to jump right back in NBA content. I know this past week has been kind of slow with podcast episodes, but a lot of stuff was coming up into my own life, and I just was not able to record one since, what, August 25th? Look, you're going to have those moments, but... You're not missing much in the NBA world right now. Sure, there's some things going on. But I'm just happy that we're able to spend a lot of time right now and just go through it. I got some interesting stuff. I have a lot of World Cup. I have a lot of FIBA I want to get to. Um, We're going to talk about Eric Lewis. We have some signings I want to get to. Mainly one. We're going to talk about the quarterfinal schedule. And I want to approach you guys with something. I want to approach you guys with the idea of Trey Young going to the Los Angeles Lakers. This could be the biggest storyline heading into next summer. Because it feels like every four months, there's always a disgruntled superstar ready to leave their team after a couple of seasons. Maybe there's no progress. Maybe they're just not satisfied. Whatever the reason is, there's always a new superstar out on the market via trade, or they just force themselves out, so yeah, via trade, so I want to talk to you guys about that, also congratulations to Courtside Heat's NBA 2K24 giveaway winner, I am super excited, I was so happy to give it to this person, very appreciative person, very, very awesome person, so I'm happy I chose the right winner, um, again, these were almost random, but I did go for all the comments, trying to do my best to make it even. Yes, I sat there for a number generator for 15 minutes. I tried very hard to give it because you guys, there was a lot of you guys that really wanted this. Anyways, um, congrats to him. That was already sent out. If you guys want to get another giveaway, we always have giveaways going on. So, just join in on the next one. Our last one. Actually, our first one never really meant the requirements. It was for a Kevin Durant jersey, but we do give out jerseys. We do give out games, especially for special occasions. So, as always, if I have a giveaway, keep your DMs open. 
keep this bookmarked. I know a lot of you guys were bookmarking this, so continue to do that. And yeah, guys, I just want to get right into this, and you guys know how to find me. I'm on the X, formerly known as Twitter. The bot machine, tw uh, Twitter machine, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's the X now. You guys can find me at Quartzite Heat. We're we're mainly on Twitter. I well, mainly I'm on Twitter. I I have no idea. I have no idea why I keep saying we. I'm the only person. You guys are only be getting me. I'm the guy that writes the content, does the podcast. I don't know why I keep saying we. I probably have like some mental disorder. I'm kidding, but no. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter. I would recommend you guys go into Instagram because I'm gonna have cool stuff coming down there. I know I'm going to be releasing a lot of NBA 2K24 content. I know there's going to be some cool stuff because I'm also learning a few things in my personal life that I'm going to be able to use for my professional life, aka Photoshop. Finally taking time to learn that. So the reason why I'm telling you guys this is because I'm going to be able to incorporate all of that for Instagram, X, Facebook, whatever. So just start following me there again. Courts Heat NBA. Courtside Heat NBA for Instagram. If the X is just Courtside Heat. With that being said, guys, we're going to get into this. I'm excited for today's podcast episode. Remember, there goes my card, whatever. Um, we're live Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. I think you're going to really be seeing it. So, for the podcast schedule for Friday, Saturday, I'm just going to be talking about NBA 2K24. So, I would hop onto YouTube as well because I may do a little extra, extra. I may do something a little extra. Who knows? I don't know. But, that's where we'll be at. And something I really want to get to today is Trey Young. So, I'm going to try to blow past this. But, uh... My boy thought he could outmaster, just be the ultimate mastermind in conning the entire NBA world. Well, that was proven to be false. Eric Lewis. Uh, I'm going to try to say this as unbiasedly as I humanly can. Eric Lewis, he retired. He felt it was the quote-unquote right decision, whatever. And good news, the investigation has stopped. He didn't retire early because he wanted to. He retired because he told the NBA, hey, this is not going to be good. I don't want this to come public. I don't want the humiliation and the embarrassment. And I can respect him for that because he already got caught in the corner. Here he got caught into a, a bad, bad wave of negativity. So I, I, I respect the decision. I do. And I'm not just saying that to say. But it was it was to, it was coming. Like you knew he was gonna step down. And me and a lot of other people were leading the charge on this Eric Lewis story and just who Eric Lewis is. We uncovered all of his accounts, even ones that were created by his brother. Quote, quote, unquote, created by his brother. Well, I'm trying to see if I can pull some of this stuff back up. Huge Boss Celtics fan, by the way. But no, this came out on what? Um, August 30th. 
It was an NBA statement regarding referee Eric Lewis. Quote, NBA referee Eric Lewis has informed the league office that he is retiring effectively immediately. In light of his decision, NBA's investigation into social media activity has been closed. Close. Quote. Um, remember, this happened back in May. So shortly after my birthday, I was not expecting this. And the reason why I'm pulling that out because I was not expecting it. Out of everything that I could have been tracking down and what I would have been doing in my free time, I did not think I would be going into some... What we all thought was a random referee turned to a megastar referee. If you if you ever want to call it that. I didn't think I was going to be digging into his burner account. You got to remember, he liked many tweets that supported himself. Or what the burner account uh, supposedly just loved Eric Lewis. Mark Stein re- reported that the NBA was going to be looking into the burner account that allegedly belongs to Eric Lewis. And, of course, it came out that this allegedly belonged to uh, Eric Lewis' older brother, Mark Lewis, allegedly. And I say all this because Blair Cutliffe was his name. Pablo, uh, so he said, Pablo, this is Mark Lewis, right family, older brother. I'm sorry that I put E in this situation, but this ain't Watergate. You're right. The account will be coming down. Twitter should not be this vindictive. Sorry to inconvenience you. Uh, then, this burner account showed to be so pro-Rafs, pro-Celtics, anti-Lakers, and pro-Ergolos. And I just did a deep dive into this man. The way he refereed games, especially going in the NBA Finals. Um... I scrubbed everywhere. And of course the account ha- was taken down. But many of you guys love that, but I I dog and dog and dog. <laughs> I I even found out that Blair Cutliffe wasn't even a clever burner account name. Blair's one of his children's names and Blair's his wife's maiden name. And Blair Cullif is also a burner account that follows George Mason women's uh, basketball. Whose head coach is Vanessa Blair Lewis, Eric Lewis's wife. The burner account congratulated her on April 5th, 2023 when she got extended. Yeah, so he was in his own mess of trouble. Anyways, the reason why I bring up all of this and I'm... Going back to Eric Lewis's past is because he's finally gone, which we saw this coming a mile away. I respect that he was a longtime NBA ref. I've I don't know if his bias really did cost games. Allegedly it did because when you look at the statistics, when you look at everything, especially the way I analyzed many, many games, especially with the Lakers involving the Celtics or the Lakers in the Heat in the 2020 NBA Finals, I uncovered a lot of stuff. If you guys go to X, go to Courts of Heat on X, and then you go to the search bar and you put Eric Lewis, you guys can read my entire thread on that, all my wonderful posts on that, formerly known as Tweets. But we knew he was going to step down because why would he want that all coming out? 
Like, he knew the moment this came out. Late at night. May 25th. Then all the stuff that was coming out. May 26th. Then just going to the end of May. He knew he was never going to ref another game. He knew his time was up. Unless some miracle happened and the NBA pushed this under the rug. Which was never going to happen because you still have quote-unquote corrupt referees out there. So, they were never going to jeopardize themselves again. And there was a corrupt referee not too long ago. It was in the 2000s. Wasn't his name Tim Donning? Oh. Tim, D- I, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Leave me alone. Uh, Tim Donning? Donahan? Donahan? I don't know. But he, but Timothy over here, uh, he, he was a long time NBA ref. 13 seasons. He had the span of 1994 to 2007. But he was caught up in a gambling scandal. And um, it, it just was not good. It, it was not good. And the funny part is, his wife divorced him when the gambling scandal came out. And I guess he started fixing games. Um, between the season between 2003 to 2007, that was a whole that was a whole mess for the NBA. And I know we go into Scott Foster. I know we hates Chris Paul, but there's all these different refs that are questionable. Heck, I have found uh I have found a video and photo of Eric Lewis reacting poorly to uh to something pro Lakers. So it is what it is. I say all this. I bring all this up not to keep beating a dead horse, but to say, look, this man was carbonated, and he just wanted to silence everything before this stuff started leaking out. Because if the NBA wanted to come out with this the very next day, they could. Like they would, they they would take him a few minutes. It would not be hard. If they wanted to do after the NBA Finals, because why would you want to ruin that during the, during the postseason NBA Finals coming up? You could have did after the season. They didn't. Everyone knew what was going on. Eric Lewis probably informed them, saying, look, um, this is really bad. This has to be kept under the rug. This has to be, this can't be any, this can't just rupture into something huge. And that was that. That was that. So... That's where we're at with that. We finally get some, I guess, what you could say, what closure. I don't know if closure is the right word, but we finally get an end to this very interesting, and to say the least, wild story. So, if you guys are still thinking about the Eric Lewis story, if you guys are still thinking, oh, what was going on with that pro Celtic anti Laker referee? What happened to him? Well, it finally happened. The NBA came out with a statement on. The 30th of August, and yeah, that's that. Nothing too else special is really going on at end. This is it of Eric Lewis. His career is over, and it goes resting peacefully, I guess, if you want to call it that. Now, on a more positive spin, on a more positive spin, JaVel McGee, former Phoenix Suns player, former Golden State Warriors player, 
former Dallas Mavericks player, a lot of formers. But he's now signing a one-year deal with the Sacramento Kings. And it's not a bad deal. It's not. Because the Mavericks still owe him 11, what, like 10, 11 million? Like 11 million from the free-year contract. It just never worked. Which was a shame because the only reason why he signed the Mavericks on a free-year deal, still getting 33 million, I Still getting 30 some odd million dollars, 33 million, whatever. He was supposed to be the starting center. There was supposed to be starter like minutes, if not put in, if you put, I mean, it's the rotation or not. But, so he's getting, he's getting secured financially, right? Because I don't think the money was the biggest thing for him, anyways. Like, I don't think that was the sole reason why he's like, okay. Um, like, I don't think that was it. I've, but I think both ways, I think both sides just wanted to part ways. And it's the same thing with Christian Wood, like, we're, like the guy I was married said publicly, or it came through different sources that we're not bringing him back. We don't want him back. This is it. It was just this season that we, it was over. And I think the same sentiment could have been expressed by Christian Wood himself. With that said, JaVale McGee is now a former Maverick, and now he's a newly signed, fresh off the waivers, Sacramento Kings player. This is a one-year deal. There is nothing fancy to this. Will he be getting starting minutes? I don't think so for the 35-year-old. I think that's a little bit done. I think he could get like 15, 16 minutes. I think that is 100% reasonable, right? I think that, I think that is 100% fair, right? But either way, he's going to be able to be with guys like Keegan Murray, DeMontis Bones, Darren Fox, all those guys, all those guys. And I believe he's going to, he's going to definitely be the backup center. Hold on, I gotta look. I just want to look up the Kings roster real quick. I know you also got Harrison Barnes and Kevin. I know you got. I know you guys got stacked, but I just want to see if Alex Lund is still on the team. I'm pretty sure he is. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. So I it goes, Demonster Bonus obviously number one. The number two Alex Lund and number three Nerns Noel. I have no idea if they're gonna put McGee at the second line or the third line or how they're gonna do that. Because I'm pretty sure if you wanted to swap around some guys, you could. I think Nurns the Well could go somewhere else. Who knows? Or if they're just going to stay centers. I don't know. Nurns the Well's main position is center. Same goes for Alex Lang. So I don't know how they're going to do it. They could release somebody. Who knows? But I'm not going to speculate too much now. All we do know is that this is most likely a minimum contract, a minimum one-year contract for the aging veteran who won championships. He either, I know he won one with the Golden State Warriors. Did he win? With, did, was he on the Lakers? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so he's a multi, he's a free-time champion. Yeah, he won back in 2020. Like I was just saying with the Miami Heat. I don't remember him back on that team. Did he play at all? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm blanking, but I definitely remember on 2017-2018 because those are some of his golden years. 
those are the golden years to Golden State Warriors, but they're still continuing their dynasty, so I can't say anything. So I guess technically on the NBA side, that's it, because now we're going to get to some cool moments. I, 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 we're going to get some cool moments of FIBA. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the World Cup. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with it, but I have. You guys can definitely find out on my social media pages. Not so much. Like, some of it on CordsOfHeat.com, but if you're on X, definitely, definitely. Look, just look it up. I would, I would, I would get involved with it, right? But... Because we're getting, we're, getting to the, we're getting to the good stuff now. We're getting to the good stuff. And I'm going to go for the quarterfinal schedule. So, just hold tight. Hold tight. I'll, I'll actually let you guys know about the times. I'm, I, may, I may stay up. I may get up and watch this September. I don't know what I'm doing on September 5th. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I don't care right now. Anyways. We'll get to that in a second. I'll express my thoughts later. But I want to start with this because a lot of things are happening. A lot of Olympic births are being clinched. And I don't know how this is possible. I don't know how this is possible. Also, I don't know how it's possible. But Team USA somehow lost to Lymphiana. I don't know how Team USA, and funny part is, wasn't it Anthony Edwards that was just saying, oh, we're not worried about t- uh, about Lymphiana, we're fine. I said, oh, Lymphiana, that's fine. We're going to be gold. Remember, this team is head on by Jonas Valachunas. He was their leading scorer, if you're talking about the starters, but coming off the bench, just in total, it was a Goodness, I I can't pronounce the name, but it was by a guard. Y'all about to find out that I can't pronounce many things in my life, so just leave me alone. <clears throat> I'm just surprised the United States was able to come back because they had a horrific beating. Now, they were charging themselves in the second half, but first quarter was brutal, 31-12. to 12. And then... Same thing for the second quarter. I know they wanted 25-23, but damage was already starting to become done. Then boom, bada, bang. You saw Anthony Edwards light a, finder, uh, light a fire under their butts. For the second half, he had 35 points, two assists, three steals, one block. Pretty, pretty nice. Jaron Jackson Jr. was underwhelming. Very disappointing. Played 15 minutes. One and three from the field. Three points. Three assists. But five fouls. Yeah. Mikel Bridges did some nice things. 14 points. He just they couldn't get the job done. Now, Linfia is undefeated 5 and now. United States is 4 and 1. Look, was the loss shocking? Yo, yeah, it was shocking. I didn't think they were going to lose. I didn't I didn't think that it was going to be, oh, um, we're going to struggle. And apparently we did. 
We got out rebounded 43 to 27. We have no height. Like our height got exposed. I knew that was going to be a problem. And it doesn't help when Jaron Jackson Jr. plays like garbage. Respectfully, I know he's not a garbage player. I'm just saying, in that moment, he was not shining the best. But it, it, our size, we did. We just did not have size. We did not have size at all. And it was a sensational performance. An out-of-this-world performance by Lefania. Lefania? Lefania? Lefania it is. I'm sorry. I, I really don't mean to do this, guys. I really don't. But it, it was... It was really... It was really, really good. It, it, I just, I couldn't believe that Team USA lost. Because when you saw Team USA have the 15-2 run in the third quarter, to cut the lead to four points in the final minute, it always looked like they were there to overtake the Lithians. Like, they were always taking over them. I thought the Americans were going to get the job done. I thought they were going to come in, Sure, it was rough the first half, but I thought, okay, second half kicks off. Let's see what they do. Yeah, that, that didn't go so well. They lost by six. And not many people were expecting Team USA to lose. Certainly not me. Certainly not me. Mm. Kind of crushing if you do think about it kind of crushing like I'm not gonna lie am I taken back yeah I, I just I wasn't expecting them to lose anyways um, it doesn't really matter it matters that we lost but it doesn't because Team USA secured the Olympic berth so next summer they're in the, they're in the Olympics they're in the Olympics. I'm going to get to the quarterfinals and stuff because that is very important. Because it is coming up relatively fast. But, um, they're in. Like, there is, there, there was, there was there any doubt that they were missing it? No. So, yes, does it stink that they couldn't go undefeated? Yes, but reality of the situation is, they're going to face... Italy. They're going to face Italy. And they're projected to beat them. Like, it's not supposed to be a contest. So, as much as people could be proud that, oh, our team beat USA, still going, it's still a cool college, but we still got the Olympic berth. So, I'm not too heartbroken over it. Just knowing the bigger picture and what's at play. So, that's where we're kind of at right now. If that makes sense. So, that's where we'll be at with Team USA. Now, let's talk about South Sudan. South Sudan earned an Olympic berth today. After defeating Agnola, 101 to 
this 78 in the FIBA World Cup. Um, also, fun fact, the team went 3-2 in the tournament, become the highest-ranked World Cup team from Africa. Pretty cool. So, South Sudan, they're punching their ticket in for next Olympic. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm out of brains. My brain's stalled. I'm sorry, guys. So, they have an Olympic berth. Same goes for Japan. Uh, Verde. Cape Verde? Yeah. They defeated them. Japan qualified for next summer's Olympics. They won 80-71. to 71. Um, Joshua Hawkinson scored 29 points. The team, the team won from him. Japan finished with a 3-2 record over the tournament and was the highest ranked Asian team in the World Cup. So pretty much following in the footsteps of South Sudan if you're going by record. Now, the only difference was they didn't blow their team out or their opponent out. But it doesn't matter, no, a win's a win. Now, this one was actually really, really interesting to me. So, Canada, Team Canada beat Spain 88-85 in the second round of the FIBA World Cup. They actually eliminated the defending World Cup champions. That was Spain. So, Spain was the defending World Cup champions. They're eliminated. Canada, Canada also qualified for next summer's Olympics with the win. So that's actually pretty impressive. I don't know if you guys are keeping up with that or keeping track with that, but very, very impressive. Because there were struggling. There were struggling moments. Good news is you had Shea Gilgit Alexander. On your side. Except if you guys didn't know. Shea is Canadian. So he's on Team Canada. No shock there. Now would I like him to be American. So we could play for Team USA. Yes. But we have our own great players. Trust me. Canada needs all the help they can get. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. But yeah. So. What were they? So. I just want to put this. They were down by 12. Coming into the fourth quarter. And I just like to say this, and the reason why I brought up Shaco Alexander is because the man scored or assisted on Canada's last 14 points of the game. Shea Gilgit Alexander is the backbone and the very breath and soul of this team. I think they would be lifeless without him. Now, I'm a huge Shea Gilgit Alexander fan, so I may be a little biased, but that's cool, that's cool. We all biased when it comes to certain things. I get it. But Canada... Entered the fourth down by 12. They came back. They won an 88-85. And it was almost tied. Because Alex Arbrines. Oh boy. How do you say this on? Alex. I, I'm sorry. I keep. You know. I try to learn the pronunciation. I, I, I try. I try my best. But. It's just Alberns. I think it's Alberns. Alex Alberns. Huh. This is not funny. I'm legit struggling right now. Maybe, maybe is it just me or something? Whoa! Don't click on any links. Hold on. I just want to. 
No, no, that wasn't easy at all. Hold on. Aberrants. Thank you. I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to. But Alex Aberrants almost, almost got the buzzer beer to tie up the game. To tie up the game, they almost got it. But Canada survived. Canada survived. I couldn't believe that. Because I saw Alex Alburns was making it, but it rimmed in and out. It went in and out. And I was looking at this clip. He got a good shot off. It just went in and out. Alex Alburns was almost the hero that forced OT. Now, it wasn't. It was still one heck of a shot and something that I thought could have gone in. Like, it could have been. It was a 50-50 ball. Honestly, it was a 50-50 ball. There's no eyes detected in that statement. Now, I want to get to the quarterfinal schedule. This may be the only game I wake up to see. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, So, starting September 5th. Lufenia will be taking on Serbia. September 5th. This is 4.45 in the morning, Eastern Time. So it'll be 1.45 Mountain Standard Time. Also on September 5th, we have at 8.40 a.m. East Coast Time, Italy versus United States. That'll be at 5.40 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Then September 6th at 4.45 a.m. East Coast Time. Or again, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep explaining. I just explained it for the first one. I'm sorry, I have a habit of breaking it down when I really don't need to. Uh, Germany will be taking on Lativa, Lativa, Lativa. Oh boy, I'm, I'm an idiot. Just leave me alone. And then also on September 6th, Canada will be taking on Slovenia. So fun matchups all the way around. I'm rooting for Team USA, obviously. Uh, Right, I, I, I don't say I would be taking anything else. I like to rep my own country, but I also find it really, really interesting that Canada will be taking on Slovenia, and Slovenia has Luka Doncic. So we'll be having the battle of Luka Doncic versus Teo Alexanders. Now we're gifted the extreme gift of having this matchup always in the NBA, which is pretty cool. And people actually say Shea Gilgeous-Alexander's bag is deeper than Luka Doncic's. I would actually have to see that because I never thought about it that way. Huh. Very interesting. I can agree to disagree with that. Like, there's some points I agree with, some points I don't. But I'm not going to get in that today. I'm not going to get in that today. So, um, I'm actually excited. I may actually wake up, bro, and watch that. It's going on five thirty. I may just tune in. I may tune in. Who cares? Uh, no NBA players on Team Italy, so we'll just be have Team USA repping everyone. So you have that. Um, I really don't know what else to say. But yeah, oh, also, don't forget. Team Canada has a lot of players from the NBA. I just want to point out because I want to. I want to make sure everyone's listed. Nikolai Anders, Alexander Walker's there. Lou Dort is there. Uh, Shago Alexander's teammate, of course. Shea's there. 
RJ Bear. RJ Bear has been very good. It's been very, very good in the uh, in, in the Olymp I'm not Olympics in the World Cup in the FIBA World Cup so far. Dwight Powell's there. Dylan Brooks. Hey, Dylan Brooks has 22, 5, and 2. Only if you can do that in real, in real life. Kelly Linux is there. So you got guys, a lot of guys from the NBA. So pretty, pretty cool to see. Also, my man Willie Hernan Gomez. He plays in the NBA. Same with Usman Garaba. Well, right now he's cut. I think he's, I think he's still waived. Last I've heard, he's still waived. But my man Willie, 29 years old, and uh, he, he's no longer playing in the NBA. Is he? I could have sworn he was just in the NBA. Yeah, he's playing for the Pelicans. Man, he's always been playing. He's been playing for the Pelicans for the past three seasons now. Oh, I got to trust myself more when it comes to this common knowledge stuff. Or just knowledge in general. Pretty crazy that come this Sunday, we'll be crowning a new world champion. Spain was the defending champs. They got eliminated. But on Sunday, Sunday, guys, I think I'm going to tune in for that. I, I want to see all the time. So I may tune in. I'm definitely going to be tweeting that stuff, posting that stuff, loving on that stuff. But I'm excited to crown a new champ. But what's that like? Who's going to win? I could give you the odds. But it's so depressing because the top two who are going to be winning it is either going to be United States or Canada. Is it going to be the United States or Canada? United States is the heavily favored country to win the World Cup and then... Many, many points away, many hundreds of points away, is Team Canada. I would take Team USA over Team Canada. I just would. Slovenia just really has Luka Doncic. Italy's good, but not better than, what, the United States? Yeah. So, I'm very excited. And Sunday's not that far away. It's legit six days away. So we're having a lot of good international basketball, which is always fun to see. Killing some time. Um, killing some time before um, what's the word? Before we get the crown new champ, before the NBA season kicks off. And hey, you can, you you can also be playing some NBA Two K Twenty Four. You got that going for you. Just saying, throwing that out. Something, something, right? So that's where we'll be on that end. So remember, the United States, the heavy favorite to win the World Cup. I'll probably be tuning in. I'll catch you boys later on that end. Now, the moment we all been waiting for, let's talk about Trey Young, Los Angeles Lakers, and our final segment of the podcast, topic of the day. I'm going to be answering this question. Should the Lakers go after Trey Young? Some context here. The Lakers want that combo guard. They saw they could try to get the deal done 
with Kyrie Irving when he was with the Brooklyn Nets before being shipped over to Dallas Mavericks. That couldn't get done. They didn't want to put in a lot of potential prospects and picks in there, which makes sense. But now would they be trying to do that for a guy like Trey Young? That's different. And Trey Young, I'm going to get back to what I just said, but Trey Young, why he could for he could force his way out, even though he has several more years left on his contract. Like several more years, and it's not even funny. Because he has four more years on his contract, and it's like valued at over 170 million. So you got 170 left. And here's the problem. I don't think Atlanta's completely sold on Trey Young. And I know you got Quinn Snyder. Fire name of Millen. Former NBA player. Now former head coach, the Atlanta Hawks. Been that way for a while. I know you got Quinn Snyder. And you view him as a championship coach. But do you view Trey Young as a championship player? Championship caliber player? Who can win a few chips, who can make you guys as successful. I think Trey Young and Nolan Hawks are gonna be looking at each other saying the same question. Is this team, is Trey Young on the level of a championship caliber, whatever? So I think we're gonna be seeing an end. Of an era of the Trey Young, the villain era in Atlanta, Georgia. I think Atlanta's losing him. And not losing him like, oh, this is going to favor Trey Young, it's not going to favor the Hawks. The Hawks won't give him up unless they get something for, for him. They have the power, they have the leverage. It's a stalemate right now. Trey Young hasn't said anything publicly, but we're getting to these crossroads. And according to the Athletic, Young has been on the Los Angeles Lakers radar for a long time. And depending how this situation unfolds in Atlanta, we could be seeing next offseason something like the Trey Youngs, a Trey Young leaving. I've made the bold prediction of Joel Embiid leaving the 76ers next season. Now we can be having two superstars of their team. Soon to be former team. Going somewhere else. And this could be another blockbuster trade. And this is what would be expected. So I'm going to jump to a mock trade that I found on the LakeshowLife.com. Very good website, by the way. I recommend reading them. Got great articles. They said this is what a Trey Young would Trey Young trade would look like for the Lakers. The Lakers would get obviously Trey Young, but the Hawks would get D'Angelo Russell, Roy Hachimura, Jalen Hood, Shinifo, twenty twenty eight first round pick swap, twenty twenty nine first round pick, twenty thirty first round pick swap, and a twenty thirty one first round pick. 
they said this, quote, It would take a lot to get young from the Hawks, and this would pretty much be all the Lakers would be able to offer. Los Angeles would be trading two unprotected first-round picks and two pick swaps to Atlanta, giving the Hawks four years' worth of control. And quote on that, they keep talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. But it makes sense why you're giving up D'Lo. Who is that? Would you want to call him like a combo guard? Is it? I don't know. Hold on. I guess he is because he is averaging like 18, 6, and 3. The 27-year-old is pretty much a combo guard. So, the point guard, shooting guard, dude, it's pretty much getting replaced by a better version. Because even if the Lakers deem okay, Trey Young's not a one-man wrecking machine. This man's not going to be who we all thought he was going to be coming out of the draft. <clears throat> so... So, why not pair him with LeBron James and Tyus Braun to stay? Sign our contract extension. Have Anthony Davis. Still have this core team. Austin Reeves is coming up. If he continues to be who he is, if he continues to be that star quality player, you got something. You got this team. They're assembling it well. Now you're adding Trey Young into the fold. Now you're throwing him into the mix. It's now worth the wild for Los Angeles. Because now that would shift him one step closer. That would put him one step closer to opening the door of being a championship caliber team. And we know who Trey Young is. And if you're trying to compare him to Luka Doncic, that's a little bit unfair. But... Luka Doncic and Trey Young, their careers are very similar. Just people talk about Luka more than Young, but very similar careers. I'm and I don't know who's better. Just being honest. So I'm just saying this. This could be open. Would I be opening up Pandora's box? Maybe, but should the Lakers go after Trey Young? Yes. They should be going after this guard. He's 24 years old. He's entering his prime. My man is averaging 25 and a half, 9 and 4 per game. He's coming off of a cry and assist. He's known to be he's known to get 26, 29 a game. He could play high minutes. He's very healthy, coming off a 73 game played performance. 76, 63, 60, 81. But he's been very, very consistent. Rarely does he let injuries affect him. So from that perspective, you bring him in. You give him the shot. You give him the chance. The money was still work. You are able to get him. Like, this is not bad. This is a real possibility, and I am all for the Los Angeles Lakers going in on this chance. 
but it would be a huge gamble. If we're going to play devil's advocate, this would be a huge gamble. This would be a huge risk and reward because why? Because what if, if he doesn't live up to his hype to the level? Now you're putting all of your eggs in the one quote unquote basket. You're putting all your chips in. You're really trying to cash in on him. You're trying to cash in on his glory prize. Whatever you're trying to say, whatever you're trying to do. The Los Angeles Lakers, Rob Plank, a Genie Bus. All these guys. LeBron James, AD. All you guys have to come in and say, is he worth it? Is this worth, we're going to have to give up. I think it would be, but does, will he fit? And people have been calling him poor rising player forever, but I think he would fit. I think Darvin Ham could help him. I honestly do believe that. I don't think this is as risky as people are making it out to be. Would there be bumps in this road? Would there be challenges? Sure. It would be a bumpy journey, but I think he's able to score. He's able to pass. He's a dual threat option. Now, does he have the best defense in the world? No. Would that be a liability? Sure. But he's making it up. Now, do you also want to give up a potential prospect, a potential rising prospect in Jalen Hulichvino? Give up Jalen. He's the former 17th overall pick. You're pretty much saying, look, we were able to draft him outside a little bit over the lottery. Still top 20 pick. Went above Cam Whitmore. Before he was selected with the 20th overall pick by the Houston Rockets. Whatever. You're giving up several first rounders. You're giving up free players. This is a blockbuster deal. Do you go through with this? How bad do you want a championship? How bad do you want to convince LeBron James to stay? How bad are you willing to push in all your chips? Go for all the marbles. How bad do y'all want it? That is the most interesting question. The most interesting thing that's going to be happening this offseason. And this could be a storyline when the NBA season kicks off. When the training camp kicks off. When training camp kicks off, this could be something. I know we're going to have James Harden. I know we're going to have Damian Lillard. But you have to believe in the back of your mind that this could be a departure. Because is Atlanta fully trusting him? I don't know. Because you could use the excuse of, oh, wasn't Trey Young, it was the coach Jamie Mill, and it, it just never worked. But now are you going to say the same with Quinn Snyder? Sure, he's never, won, he's never won any championships, but he helped turn around the Jazz enough. Especially when Rudy Gobert was good and they had Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. It just gets really fascinating. A part of me says yes, a part of me says no. I'm torn, but I think this could be something. I 100% this could be something. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm pull up their death chart. So if Dio goes, 
Rory goes. And then you got a 17th overall pick, but I'm not going to worry about him right now. So you would have a starting lineup, if it's kept the same, of this season, the next season. It would be Trey Young, Austin Reeves, LeBron James, Jared Vanderbilt, and Anthony Davis. Who's stopping this starting five? You have a lot of offensive firepower mixed in with Anthony Davis' ability to play defense. LeBron has solid defense. Jared Vanderbilt's not the worst. Like, you guys can mix this in. This is not bad at all. This is not bad at all. Like, you guys are adding offense and defense, but y'all will become an offensive juggernaut to a very certain extent. I think it's a cause for excitement. I really do believe that. Trey, Reeves, Braun, Vanderbilt, Davis. I If everyone stays healthy or relatively healthy for the majority of the season, I'm not expecting 82 games or even 70, but if you can go like 60-65 or anything over that, that's beautiful. Beautiful basketball. Develop that chemistry. You could have something. It's better than Russell Westbrook when he was with the um, Los Angeles Lakers. I think he's better than Buddy Heald when they were debating around, kicking around the idea of just getting him before settling with Russell Westbrook. And that didn't work out. That was the whole thing. Right? So, you have a lot of interesting ideas that could go around. But should the Lakers pursue him? Yes. If you feel your window's closing, if you know Braun is kicking around leaving, or even retiring, he's not going to retire, but kicking around leaving, not coming back because he wants to go play with his son, Brawny, or he's just done with Los Angeles, maybe you have to go all in and say, hey, we're not giving up on you. We know your time is slowly coming to an end. You can still play another five seasons, but the window is getting shorter and shorter, especially for the Los Angeles Lakers, especially for them. But now you're just like, okay, even Anthony Davis' window. How long will he be able to stay healthy? Can he keep himself healthy? Can he still play meaningful games? Can he still be impactful? Well, Austin Reeves, he's up and coming. But you have to you have to think about the long-term aspect. And if you get Trey Young, you have another core franchise piece. If he turns out, if he turns into the hype guy we've all been trying to hype him up to be. And he's proven himself. He's proving himself on the Atlanta Hawks. Just some people don't like his game. Especially the New York Knicks. Now, never forget that. He was the Madison, Madison Square Garden Killer. He was the ultimate villain. His villain era began. That is simply a fact. But I would not start to talk negative about this. I think the Lakers should pursue... After Trey Young, I think they should go hard. If they make this a blockbuster deal, they make this a blockbuster trade. It is what it is. I would not I would not get mad at them if they went all in for it and it failed. Because I think they're making the right decision. Rob Plank has made iffy decisions. I don't think that will be one of them. I don't think this won't be one of them. So this is going to be a very interesting offseason. I know I'm going to the future now and I'm bypassing this season. 
I've seen, and I think it's regardless of the Lakers' success, whether they're bad or good, make it to the semis or conference, whatever. I don't, I don't think it matters. If they get booed in the first round, I don't think it matters. I think if they miss the possibility, I don't think it matters. If they go into the NBA final, I don't think it matters. I think they're going to cash in on Trey Young because I think this thing's going to implode. I think this is going to come from the inside out. I think the people are going to start getting tired of Trey Young. Front office is going to start assessing, and they're like, done, we're moving on. We don't. We want to get off your huge contract because you have four years, 170 plus million. Are you really worth that much if you're not going to deliver us a championship? If you're not going to keep us competitive enough to make the playoffs? All of these different questions are coming through our brains. All of these different questions are coming across their brains for the Lakers and for the Hawks. Because you have to say, is he a championship player? Is he on that level? Can he rise to the occasion? Can he be that dude? Is he him? And for the Lakers, it's a little bit different because of all the talent you got around, and his role would be uniquely different, but it would be uniquely massive. So, that is where we would be at. Trey Young to the Lakers, Joel B to a different team, James Harden to a different team, Dame to the Heat. That's what I'm feeling. That's where I'm going with this. Whew. This is all I got. That was topic of the day. Pretty passionate. Got. I, I want to talk about this. I've been meaning to talk about this. But this is where we're at right now. I also do believe that podcast comes out every Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, 8 a.m. Try to get it out 8 a.m., 9 a.m., somewhere around there. But you guys will always have a podcast Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, X. Don't forget about it. We are definitely on there. I'm definitely on there. Giving you guys the best content. The podcast is on there. The podcast is everywhere. Just search us on Google, Courtside Heat, and you guys will be able to see all of that indefinitely. So, guys, with that being said... This is all I got. Peace out. It's been a great ride. Um, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Enjoy. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy Labor Day. Peace.